all and welcome back to a brand new episode of Logstock and Two Joke Addicts. My name is Romano. My name is Dan. And the same guys we wanted to jump on TikTok Live. And um, this is kind of first time we've done something like this properly. A little bit nervous, man. Yeah, so am I. It wasn't two minutes ago. You were? Right? See, we haven't done an episode on our own in ages. You know, people have been saying to me, oh, I'm going to be nervous coming on. It's like, ah, you'd be grand because we're over that. Yeah, yeah. But now it's just the two of us and we have to talk. Yeah, of it's course. It's like where we just sit back now and let people talk. Yeah. And I, like even when you said it to me yesterday, like, oh, we'll do an episode ourselves. I was like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> no, it's good, man, to kind of catch up because... And that's Christmas, been going on. Yeah, it's silly seasons, Christmas, we're fucking flat out. It's very, very seldom that we meet each other outside of the podcast. Apparently because of that, you're on all this every two weeks. Because <laughs> so he's away at the Cypress now. And when, next Thursday? Thursday week, yeah. Are you gone for the whole Christmas? I'll be back the 28th. 28th. Yeah, and then I'll be grabbing the kids in Dublin and then I'll them for another week or so. You know, so. I have, uh, I have a week off now, man. Really don't order. I'm sure Shannon will find things for you to do. <laughs> uh, procrastinating, man, fucking tonight. I, I'm very snappy today, man. Heads up the arse. It's really, really up the arse. And I thought, you know, having the week off, give me time to relax, suit myself. Got a great buzz yesterday. We were up knocking it yesterday with a couple of people. Uh, we put a post up on Facebook to see if anyone wanted to join us going for it. It was a bit late though, wasn't it? It was a little bit late. This kind of came to fruition because of Blue Balls. Blue Balls a men's mental health group and like a men's circle. And we've kind of went on a couple of outings with them and it was fucking amazing. Swimming, campfires, big yeah. house ceremonies and stuff like that. And that's why we're here tonight on our own, isn't it? Because this spiritual side of things that we haven't dove down. And I've never dove down, I've wanted to. But we just never did, you know, and, and now we've been on this fucking journey the last few weeks and I'm fucking loving it. Ever since that episode with Kenny. Yeah. And um, it was kind of like that in, in the weeks or months before it, but it was only a small bit of meditation. I've always loved me meditation. But then, yeah, when he came up, he just lit a fire inside me, you know, and like yourself as well. Oh, man, I like, I came away from that episode with a sense of relief, uh, a sense of warmth, very eye-opening, very open-minded to new ideas and like to see the contrast of what he was to where he is now and the calmness that he brought to all of us that in, in that episode. I, as, soon as, as soon as he left, I was looking up fucking meditation classes, sound baths, yoga, all this kind of stuff. That's, uh, that's where I found my calling is now. Like I was, as you said yourself, I was Skeptical of all that stuff. Not skeptical, but I would look at people saying, "What the fuck are you doing now?" Ego, yeah, ego. It's all ego. And and once I took the leap, it was myself and Peter went to the sandbath. Fucking amazing, absolutely amazing. And the experience and the dreams that I had were fucking mental, man. Right. So I'm gonna put this in perspective for you. So on the Friday, my boss put a seating plan on work. Right. And she's like, this seating plan has got to work perfect, right? I went to the sun bath on Sunday, had a dream about the seating plan and planned the seating plan out in a more efficient way than what it was planned out originally. And I went back in one and I said, no, this is how it's going to work. And it worked perfect. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. That's like, lovely. it was mental, man. Crazy. But I would highly recommend anyone to go to a sun bath. We brought another member to a sun bath last weekend. No, we met him the other day and he's like, geez, I want to go to another one. Like, it's, it's a new lease of life. Yeah, and you know, I think for me, diving into this, this world of things, what I think it's doing for me is it's threatening me, Irma. 
in addiction or with it from my addiction you know so I have my recovery I have my meetings I have my 12 steps my sponsor and now I have the spiritual side that I can fucking wrap that all up together and use that because anything that will help me you know if you told me I had to stand on my hands in the corner to stay clean I'd do it you know so for this I want to be free. He would only stand and drive because I'm not the rest. Yeah, oh, I know, man. Oh, shit. Uh, and I wouldn't mind. If we, were, we, we were still flagging Dylan over him falling. Oh, yeah, I have to get a GoPro. Bang, gone. <laughs> <laughs> I was drowned. I had to put my jacket on my seat when I got into the car. Like. He was with them not the right and the weighted metal two feet went up and he was like a boring near and straight into a puddle. Oh, it was fucking cold. I could feel myself like, I'm glad there was a puddle. And like Dylan said, you're lucky you didn't fall on one of the rocks. Yeah. The last... I would have been broke up. Oh like. man, I couldn't breathe. And I'm so fucking happy. Well, like we didn't have to go back down that way. But like there was all the streams and just puddles and fucking sheep, bulls, cows, everything you name it coming down the side of the mountain. Yeah, I was class like. And every few minutes when we were out there, I remember just putting my arms out and being like, oh, this is it. This is it. This is what I need. You know, because uh, that's where I connect with my higher power. My higher power isn't God. My higher power isn't the man upstairs. None of that. Because, you know, I'm living, you know, a spiritual program, not a religious one. Some people are working. A religious program but for me it's not you know and, and that always scared me coming into recovery of the word god and it's like i don't believe in god fuck this and fuck that and then you know trying to fake it thinking i did believe god and praying and all and opening my eyes like you wouldn't school if you're praying around it's like i don't believe in this shit what's everyone doing feeling really uncomfortable but then you know i thought i started sharing about it and i talked to more people about it and it's like your higher power can be whatever you want it to be yeah, and I think that's one of the things about, you know, the fellowships and stuff like that, where people have this persona and the image of everyone standing around reading out of a Bible and God has me cured, where it's not the case whatsoever. Yeah. And I quickly realised that, you know, people go in there and they just say, I don't believe in that fucking shit. And, you know, that that's one thing that kind of threw me off the meetings for a while, because I went to one meeting and I just wasn't open-minded to the idea of, I wanted help, etc. And I, I only heard what I wanted to hear, and that was every reason to keep me out of the meetings. If yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, big time. The more you go, the more you realise it's power. Yes. You know, it gives you fucking power, and there's a twelve-step program there for you to be worked. You know, the first step is all about the drinking drugs, and the rest of the steps are about life. And people don't know this, like, you know, the rest of the steps are about life. This is another reason why I want to bring the spiritual side into things. Like, everything I've wanted to do in recovery, I've gone and done. You know, and the last thing was, was this. The last thing was the podcast. And now next, I want to be a meditation teacher. You know, I want to teach people meditation. I want to take people out into the woods and give them a, a spiritual fucking journey. Like, I want to take them on a spiritual journey because, you know, what I'm starting to believe. You know, I was talking to a fella today and he was like, it's kind of like... Like an identity shift. And I was like, okay. And then he started to explain it a bit more to me. Like he asked me the question, you know, and, and this is one that I, I wanted to throw to you. Like, would you class yourself as a podcast? Like, why don't we? Why don't you? Or like, I, don't, I, don't need to get, I don't need to add anything more to my ego. No, but it's not to your ego. It's like, it's for you. We're podcasters now. They're almost finished season two. This goes to 20,000 downloads. And season three is happening. So, like, five or six episodes in, I wasn't thinking it was a podcaster. I was thinking, right, let's keep going with this. Let's build this. But now, since today, 
only since today that I'm like, do you know what, you're right, Johnny. I'm a podcaster. And now I'm a spiritual person because the main reason is I, I want to be fucking free from this shit. You know, that's not to say, you know, I said this to a couple of people and they were like, oh, oh, like, you are right, like, do you need a chat? And it's like, no, that's the thing. You know, I'm perfectly fine. What I mean by it is, you know, it's in the fucking readings. We do recover. I want to recover. I'm going to use my program and I'm going to use all the spiritual side of things and I'm going to, I'm going to recover. You know, that's not to say... I'm leaving my program or anything like it. You know, I've two sponsors. I, I have a sponsor. I want to continue on with my steps. I want to bring my sponsors through the steps. You know, I'm going to be starting to read literature now with one sponsor and, and hopefully the other sponsor as well now in the next coming weeks or maybe a month or two where I see what's happening and go through the steps with them. I don't know, this is probably going to rustle feathers. But, you know, you come into recovery, whatever program it is, you know, or whatever way you're recovering. I'm, I'm away from the drinking drugs now. But I don't want to be turning around and thinking, oh shit, I need a meeting. I don't want to, I don't want to be relying on the meetings that much. You know, I do rely on them. But I don't want it to be, oh fuck, I need to get to a meeting, I need a meeting, I need to get this out of me. We want to be able to sit down and do meditation or sit down and, and you know, listen to me, listen to me body. You know, listen to me heart and listen to me head and be able to switch that. Or go on the phone to another member or, or go to a meeting, but go into the meeting and not be like, oh, my life's upside down. I, I need to get to more meetings. I haven't made get to enough meetings. I don't want to be there in the next few years. You know, so this is why the, ne- the next couple of years, I don't want to to look forward, but this is stuff that I'm doing today and tomorrow and the next day, you know. So after Christmas, I want to start that meditation course. We will start it. We will start it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I, I think what you just you just said there, and I think it's a massive part for me, is having the awareness, yeah, just the awareness of why you're making decisions, why you're feeling a certain way, being able to dissect that. For for example, there's a reason why I'm feeling the way I am today. Yeah, 100%. And you were not defeated today, weren't you? Um, oh, this is Peter was on the way today that's exactly what he said to me there's always a reason there's always a reason and having the awareness as to be able to pick up on that reason and not act on it and not follow through with it and not mm. let it manifest okay I'm not feeling the best today why is that and my headspace wasn't right from yesterday maybe because I was tired I was cranky I didn't get food got fuck all sleep last night woke up cranky again this morning that's just followed me throughout the day to a certain degree, I've let it affect me and I've let it continue. I've let it have a ripple effect. And what I felt and what I was thinking has then projected into my life. I got a parking ticket today because I probably deserved it. I'm not in the best mood. I was getting angry and angry because this is what I'm feeling internally. And if I was to nip that in the bud maybe earlier on today, sit down, have a conversation, reach out to people, put pen to paper and go, okay, this is why I'm feeling the way I am. A lot of people don't have the awareness to do that. And I think if you get the awareness to be able to identify certain feelings, you, do, you don't just have certain feelings. You don't just wake up angry or there's a reason behind it. And a lot of people are afraid to look within as to why, why you're feeling that certain way. And I was for a very... And very, people don't know. Yeah. Like, not I would, I would not just the, that they're afraid. I substances, alcohol, 
arguments, bickering, all that kind of stuff, just to take it away. And I would, I would happily sit in the madness and the, the misery and all that kind of stuff. And eventually, it was, it became a coping mechanism, and it became a way for me to escape, make excuses. And today, I'm trying to do a complete 180 on that and sit, sit back, feel what I'm feeling, identify what I'm feeling, and then have some action on the back of that. I don't want to feel like this. I hate feeling miserable. I really, I've been miserable for a long enough. And since coming into recovery, since being open-minded to new experiences, whether it be meditation, cold water experience, walks, cacao ceremonies, yoga, all this kind of stuff has given me enough time to be able to sit with myself to, be, to give me the tools where I can then handle life and sit back and go, okay, this isn't the end of the world. I'm not saying, poor me, poor me. I'm not feeling sorry for myself. In that negative state, Luch. but I, I, Yeah, 100%, but I can. I can feel like that. It's it's normal. I'm still early in recovery and everything is still fresh. It's, it's still fresh for me. But again, every single day, working, 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 working. And Peter said it. It really stood out for me, uh, along with everything else he says. I want to create a life for myself that I no longer want to escape from, that I don't want to escape from. I don't want to go back to the madness. So that's why what I'm trying to do today is create a life that I don't want to escape from. It's madness. It's madness. And all I had to do was just be open-minded and have a little bit more awareness and realize that I'm not the most important person in the world. But it was the unity that helped you with that because... When we were in active addiction, everybody everybody around us was in active addiction because that's they were our, our people. That's who we chose to be around. You know, then coming into recovery, you're around people that are working full time, you're around people that aren't using, and then you were you were able to feel comfortable in the uncomfortability. You know, yeah, yeah it's it's magic. Like, the, the the things we can do in recovery. You know, like people are going, people are getting their driver's licenses, people are going to college, people are getting degrees and diplomas and everything, anything we want to do today. It's there, it's, it's on the horizon, like it's right there. It is, it's really right there. And for me, it's really important who and where my energy and time goes into because for so long, I was putting so much energy into the wrong things. And in such a short period of time, just by shifting that energy, identifying where I'm putting it, who I'm giving it to, and having the awareness, cause and effect of everything. Like, again, Peter has opened my mind to so many things about all these seven hermetic laws and the cause and effect and stuff like that as well. Like, everything I always done, there was there was no thought process behind it. It was always react, react, react. Uh, you're a blade lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> and there was always an outcome. There was always consequences. But that was that was also our addiction. We were addicted to to being in the wrong. We were addicted to trouble happening. If, if things were going okay, we wanted to fuck that up. Yeah. Like I was sitting down down in journaling the other night, and I kind of forced myself to put the pen to paper. I didn't want to do it, and I done it. And I was sitting on this table. Sharon was eating food. Rue was eating his dinner. I just said, "Oh, I say I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start writing." It. <laughs> well, I told you that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to start writing. Yeah. And so go to these spiritual, um, the meditation classes, sound baths, etc. It's given me an idea of 
like I'm not the most important person. And what happened to you? What what happened when you grew up off the table? What did you do? <laughs> I uh, I started writing down. Yeah. I had the book up there. I can't remember what it was, but I I realized that for my whole life, the best part of my life, yeah, I've been chasing attention, craving external gratification, external compliments. I was never content on what I felt about myself, yeah. and I always needed to be told, "Well done, you look good." You look great. They're lovely shoes. That's a lovely watch. I needed to be told all these things. I still do. <laughs> Sometimes. I do, and I called myself the other day doing it. And it made me feel good for us. Because second. we couldn't do it. That's why. Because we couldn't do it. So we wanted other people to do it for us. I'd be like, oh. And that would just wear off. It'd wear off in a couple of moments. And everything that I was looking for in all those things, I already have at this moment in time. I have a loving house. That's about looking a loving, in. Yeah, man. Loving partner. I've got a beautiful son. Lovely home. Care job. My dad's still alive. I've got beautiful friends. A beautiful support group around me. I've got my eyesight. My I can walk. I can speak. My family's in good health. I know. I'm I only four foot. That's the only down <laughs> But no, like everything that yeah, I... Yeah, but good things come in small packages, man. She'd beg the different upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> all joking aside, yeah, I have everything that I ever wanted right now. But I've always been searching. I want more. What's next? I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more. It, it was never enough. It was always addiction, like. It was never enough. And I was like, I stood up out of my chair. Shannon was in there. I said, Shannon, I get it. This is what I mean, right? I was like, Shannon, I get it. I get it. I, get it. I know I am. I get it. She's like, what are you on about? Yeah, they think about crazy, don't they? It was a yesterday or the day before I was telling Lydia about uh, me wanting to be a meditation teacher. Man, ripped the piss out of me. She turned around the moment she was like, uh, Dina, I don't know if that would work out for you. Man, me, me jaw dropped. I was like, what do you mean? She was like, now, close your eyes. <laughs> now, lie down on your back. Now calm down. I was like, you bitch. <laughs> Man, she tore into me. Tore into me. I was like, here, you're meant to support me in anything I do. Lie down. But man, she got me good. She got me good. I could not stop laughing. Oh, man. And I, I was trying to justify. I was like, no, it's going to be different. And I was trying to talk for the camp voice. Did it work? can't do it now. Right now? <laughs> no. Go on, I close my no. eyes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be walking at this for a while. I need to be, I need, I need to get into a meditative state. I'm not there right now. I can get there and I can talk to myself in a nice way, in a nice manner and tell myself, do you know what Dean, you're doing good today? And, you know, it's so freeing. I was, remember I was telling you the other night, I was doing a meditation and I was just, I was lying in the bed and, and next of all, I come up down my body. And I was looking down at myself, lying in the woods in Nocknaray, telling myself, yeah, Dean, you're doing good. Well done, very good. And you need to start talking about your paranoia more and your self-worth more. Because they're two things that Peter, the cunt, Peter brought them up. Bang because I've been thinking about them the last couple of months. And it's something that I've been dealing with since I came into recovery. It's stuff that I'm ashamed of. Stuff that I don't want to walk around, I don't want to be talking to Why? people about. Just is see, see, I don't want to talk. You shut down. I don't want to. I shut down. I shut down. I don't want to talk about it. 
In my self-worth, I don't feel like I'm good enough. I'm always asking myself, do you know what? Oh, I'm not good enough for her. I'm not good enough for these people that are in my life today. I'm always at it, you know, because I can pull myself out of it and come back up. Then it's like, ah, look at that later. You know, but then I keep getting dragged back in and it's something that is just really bugging me in the last couple of months. You know what you so, need to do. So I, I'm doing it now. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about it more. And like I came in the other day, remember I came in to you the other night and, and I, I said something to you. Yeah, remember yeah. that? I don't really want to speak about on the podcast as, as yet because it's, it's very fresh and it's very personal. Yeah. You know, I, I will, when I start going through it more, I will then bring it in here because it, it needs to come in here. You know, and, and a lot of other people, let's say, are, are dealing with the same, like, you know, me past coming back to haunt me. And, yeah, I'm working through me past, but, you know, this, I'm going to have to, like, I'm going to have to go back and do another step forward because of it. That's that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's okay. It's it's really, really raw right now. And I've, I've broken, I've broken the back on it. It's it's out now, you know, I'm talking to people about it and I can't put it back in now because I've opened it that little much. And and it's 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 that, a meditation. That, that will all come out when you're ready. Yeah. And you or see, I'm bringing her out. Yeah. I'm bringing 100%, her. One hundred percent. But as you get more to the spiritual side of things, and you start to feel more at ease at yourself, and you start to love yourself that little bit more, it, you might even have That's to. That's why you might even have to. Day, you might even have to speak about these things. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You yeah, might because just. You might just become comfortable. Bro, it wasn't paro at all today. And it, that, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while as, and as, situations as, like as that. As life you know? goes on and you get more comfortable in that self heart and all starts coming back. Well, that might just the sit up there. See you later. Bye bye. Right, guys, we're just going to take a quick break. We'll be back just after the ad. This season is sponsored by Cloud Nine Dogs, the Norway's first doggy daycare centre, located on the old Dublin Road, Carrow, Sligo. If you're inside a 10k radius, have your dog picked up in the doggy van and dropped home after daycare. Opening hours are 8.30am to 6pm. Get your dog groomed by their groomer that has over 12 years experience in the game. If you're going on holidays, you can also book your dog into the Cloud9 Dogs Hotel, located on the premises, where night staff will be present. Find them on Facebook, Instagram and even TikTok. For all your doggy needs, their website is www.cloud9dogs.com. That's www.cloud9dogs.com. So, we got, uh, well, I got uh, some questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it through the Lockstock page because then you would have seen them all. You would have had the answers. You would have answered the questions a hundred times already. Sneaky. Right, let's go. I'll, op- I'll answer these as open and honest as I can. Oh, I know you no, are. As I, right. I will. Mano, yeah, your release used to be drinking drugs. Now in recovery, what is your release? Spending time with my family and my friends and trying new experiences. As a person who craves, I I need a dopamine hit, yeah? And swimming, walks, something that gives me that that high, that adrenaline rush, that's, that's what gives me a release. But um, spending time and see seeing my son grow up, man, and being present, being like, present, like that that gives me a good sense of relief, knowing that I'm I'm here, I'm no one's worrying about me where I am. That also drives me as well. 
I got a good buzz out of that man coming home and hearing that, that video the other day Hi, I had to put it up on the story I had to every day without fail every single day without fail man he's waiting at the door for me and that and imagine like at this time last year you would have been dreading coming in the door yeah like a lot of the times it's just I didn't even notice it like that's the thing like I didn't notice that and now coming in it doesn't matter how much of a day I get out of the car and I, I lock the key, uh, door of the car and I just go I know what's coming yeah and I just, yeah. it makes me smile Work from here it's just gone down for a while everything yeah well the follow up question to that I, I, I think you answered that there what do you do to stay in recovery that's that's your answer in that everything was falling apart just as you come into recovery How's everything for you now today? You know, your your job, your life, the, the missus, the child. Everything is fantastic. Everything is brilliant. Everything is great. I have bad days. I have good days. But I have the clarity and the awareness around that these things don't last. Sometimes I can get overwhelmed, but I'm not as reactive to the situations as I would have been before. I would have let everything get built up and built up. And I rarely, rarely ask for help until I'm literally about to explode. But now I can kind of take a step back from the situation and just be like, it is what it is. If I can if I can control the situation, I can control it. If I can't, there's no point in me getting stressed about it. Life is fucking amazing today. It really, really is. Again, I have everything that I've ever dreamt of. Yeah. Next question. This is from uh, a listener that's, you know, been with us since day one. So this question goes all the way back to episode one. <laughs> the in-depth intro you shared that when things were going right when things were going too good you just fucked everything up you know so do you still fuck do you still fuck shit up when things are going good or has that changed I still get complacent for me when things go good I take the foot off the gas and I stop doing what's suggested so I remember when I first came into recovery I was like doing gratitude lists every day for a good 3-4 months and I was like Jesus, fuck, I'm, I'm cured. <laughs> and like every person I met, like whether they were in recovery or not, I was like saying, have you done a gratitude list? You need to do a gratitude list. And I was just pushing gratitude lists on everyone. Still to this day, yes, I will get on top of things. And then when it's going too good, I start getting complacent. I just start trying to take shortcuts. And eventually I get, I get caught back. So again, I'm still working on that. I'm much, much better than what I was, 100%. I just don't let it go to the extreme as what it was previously. I can identify when I'm about to do that. So I remember going back about, say, two months ago. I said it to my boss, I said, look, I'm at, I'm at the point now where I, I feel that like I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing, but I feel like I'm about to burn out and I, I've stopped doing all the things that I need to be doing. And um, it eventually it does catch up you I try to kid myself saying you know I've everything figured out I'll take as many shortcuts as I need but I get caught I always get caught but I'm getting better at it and I am aware of how and how what I, why I'm doing it and what I'm doing it, if that makes sense no we get you that's that's good you know you, this this was all uh, this was organised I organised this to for you to see the growth in yourself you know I, I wanted to see to see a bit of growth in yourself because I keep seeing it and I keep meaning to bring her up so we thought, why not bring her up now, do you know? So, episode one, Mano, you said, coming onto this podcast, you wanted to give the people an opportunity to reach out and to get people talking. Do you think you've achieved that? I think it's quite evident that, you know, 
we've we've had a lot a lot of people reach out to us can on a national scale now but not even that like you've got people we've, i think their podcast has touched like 30 30 countries all across the world people on in the street and on the town and people that i've known for years they're saying jesus you know you're you're doing really really good things at the moment you're being open honest i became very vulnerable put myself very vulnerable and i think that's what people like to hear that's what people need to see you know i hope that by us doing this podcast and people listening to our stories on the outside it looks like i maybe had my shit together previously but being able to open up on this kind of level and for people to think that you know it's it's okay to not feel a certain way yeah and the amount of people that i've have came to me and said like what what's what's this that you're doing at the moment like what's these meetings and i'll explain to these people what the meetings are and if you ever need these meetings moving forward this is the place you need to go to these are the people that you need to reach out to and this was the whole purpose of us wanting to do that podcast because i never knew about a and any of those no one else knows them like it's a very very small community and then, like, you know, we wanted, sorry for butting in, but just before you went on, and I didn't want to take it back then, you know, we, we talked about, you know, in episode one, because we went listening back when I got that question, because it just it brought me back to, to see, you know, I thought it was great being brought back to episode one. Like, we talked about, like, for going out to people that aren't addicts as well, the amount of people that are in touch with us and people, were ju- people are just undereducated. You know, I used to say people aren't educated on it. And now I'm, I'm switching that to they're just undereducated. And a lot more people have a better understanding of it today. Just before we do wrap it up, guys, um, I just want to mention that we're going to put up a f- uh, Facebook post on our Lockstock and Two Joking Addicts page on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we definitely need to wrap this one up. But um, we're going to... We're gonna go for a campfire, marshmallows, hot chocolates. Yeah, we're doing we're doing little events right now, but we're we're just getting them going, you know. So we're not gonna give we're not giving much time on them, like. But there is gonna be like a time, you know, sometime next week, where we let people know on the Monday, um, for about the Thursday or the Friday or something, to give people a chance to to do it because yeah, we we want to link up in the woods and and talk about mental health. We want to do more stuff like this um, and, you know, shout out Blue Balls as well because they open our mind, open my mind certainly to uh, this kind of thing because it's not done enough. Yeah, big shout out to Wayne for uh, our intro and our outro music. Yes. We're, we're on it. Nice and one, Wayne. Big shout out to Cloud9 Dogs for continued support with the yeah, sponsorship. shout out Cloud9. You know, helping with the builds every month. It's it's great, look. And big things are coming. Yeah, manos. Thanks for listening to another episode of Logstock and Two Jogging Addicts. Spread your knees and feel the breeze. We're <laughs> 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 <Boy>, cutting that. <laughs> no, I'll eat that. No, we're cutting that.